Welcome to the Side of the Desk podcast, hosted by Fidelity Jobs and the Fidelity Women's Leadership Group. We're here to have deep discussions on the authentic experience of being a working professional in today's ever-changing workforce. Thank you for joining us today. The views expressed in this podcast are the guest's own. They don't reflect the official policy or position of the National Guard, Department of Army, Department of Defense, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, or the US government. So this is an extra special episode for us here on Side of the Desk. In celebration of Veterans Day, we're joined by two of our amazing Fidelity colleagues who are serving and have served in the armed forces. Chris Hamilton, who's on the phone with us today in Covington, and Kenwar Singh, who's based here in Boston. Chris and Kenwar, thank you so much. Thank you, happy to be here. Yeah, me too as well. And first of all, happy Veterans Day. I have a family member who served in Iraq and it has always been amazing to my family, just the amount of discipline, fortitude that she had in going over to Iraq. And thank you so much for everything you've done and are doing to keep our country safe. Okay, so let's get started. Chris, let's start with you. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about your role here at Fidelity and in what capacity you served in the military? So yeah, my current role at Fidelity is Senior Service Support Specialist. It's a role where I work in an operations center in one of the regions and support a number of the Fidelity financial centers. I partner with a lot of the branch employees around mostly the complex service needs. And I've been here at Fidelity going on four years now. Great. Prior to Fidelity, I was a financial advisor, and one of the reasons I came here was to get away more from the sales aspect and get more back into the service, which really does kind of stem, I believe, from my military experience, just wanting to serve without the pressure necessarily of, like, sales goals. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, and then my military background, I served in the Army from 1999 to 2005, and I began uh, as a communications repair specialist, 35 Echo, for those in the military who know what the MOSs are. And from there, did that for a couple of years, and then 9-11 happened. And everything kind of changed at that juncture. And one of the things military needed, or the Army needed at the time, was more military police officers. So I decided to become a military police as my MOS and really never went back to doing communications just because that became my very function. In 2003, I deployed to Iraq, spent a year in combat over in Iraq once the war first kicked off. Upon returning, had a boy very shortly after coming back, and it really changed the trajectory of the career that I wanted to lead. So my previous thoughts were staying in the military. I was going through a criminal justice degree and I wanted to stay in that path. But once I had him, I didn't want to keep deploying over and over. I wanted to be home for him. So an opportunity came up in the finance world to get my Series 7 license, which is the financial exam for what most people would consider a stockbroker. It's handling investments, bonds, those things, and it helped me kind of pivot myself into the finance career that I started and been in finance pretty much ever since. So got my degree in business, so I transitioned from criminal justice, went back to school, which is really the primary reason I went to the military to begin with, and then 
kind of worked my way through a couple different firms. That's great. And it's so great, too, to hear, you know, you were able to make that pivot from the military to that finance space. And I think you'd mentioned at one point as well, just that was it the GI Bill? The GI Bill definitely is what attracted me to join. I uh, was working at the airport prior to right out of high school. thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. That was my, my <laughs> dream. Cool. Realized I didn't grow tall enough and I wasn't strong enough or fast enough to do that. So, but yeah, I was spending some time with a friend in college and it just dawned on me like, you know, I don't want to do this at the airport. So I knew I needed to get some education and go to college. And I called a recruiter. I mean, it was a quick transition for me. As soon as I saw kind of what the GI Bill provided, I was full speed ahead. So that, that was what really led me to join. And I had some family that served, so that was part of it as well. It's kind of what got me to the Army because my, my grandparents and parents served in the Army. So I didn't really consider the other branches. It was just, that's where I'm going. That's great. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. So, Kenmar, tell me a little bit more about your role at Fidelity as well and kind of what you're currently doing in the military. I uh, work as a squad leader, which is essentially a fancy title for being a product owner. So I lead mobile innovation for both our Apple and Android products, uh, where I work in a cross-functional team with our engineers, designers, testers, architects, researchers, and analysts to build the most cutting-edge products for our customers. And in the military, I work uh, as a signal officer in the Massachusetts National Guard, and I'm responsible for leading a section of soldiers, and we work on secure communication and applications that would be necessary for potential combat operations or homeland security uh, relief operations. Wow, that's great. Personally, didn't even know. And so, again, thank you guys both for being here. So. I think, Chris, we talked a little bit about this, about your interest in the military and how it came from a legacy of family. Kenwar, tell me a little bit about what interested you in the military. Sure. Well, I, similar to Chris, I've had a family history of military service. So my grandfather, great-grandfather, both served in the British military. And after moving here to Boston, you know, the, after the Boston bombings, I was actually drawn to the National Guard. I was quite impressed with the relief operations and the work they had done in the immediate aftermath of the bombings. And I actually didn't even know you could serve uh, as a military reservist and do this part-time. Uh, so that attracted me, continuing that family history of military service. But I was also interested in the military uh, leadership style because I was quite impressed and I thought, you know, you have phenomenal leadership training available through the military and that's mm -hmm. something that I was uh, drawn towards. And just for my own edification and maybe for the listeners as well who aren't as familiar, what is the difference between, is there a difference between the National Guard and National Reserves mm -hmm. or is it one in the same? Sure. There are subtle differences without getting too technical or in the mm -hmm. depths here, but the military reserve components generally report at the federal level. On the National Guard side, we have a dual mandate uh, where we report not just to Commander-in-Chief, the President of the United States, but we also report up to the governor uh, of the state that we are associated with. And then the National Guard also has that additional homeland response, disaster relief operation. So let's say if there's a hurricane or earthquake, generally speaking, National Guard would be the first unit that would be called in before we start to uh, call in the active duty folks. Okay, that's that's helpful to know. and. That's great that you were able to ultimately try to gain additional leadership skills through that experience and bring that here to Fidelity. As we think a little bit about 
segueing off of those skills and that mind frame that you might have gotten from the military, what were considerations you really looked for in a company, Chris, particularly when you were pivoting from the military? I'd love to just better understand what that search looked like. I think it's a challenge for a lot of veterans transitioning from military to civilian life is what type of employment to look for. And the Series 7 was an opportunity that really wasn't something I was seeking. It came available to me. And I had no idea what what that was even, you know, and anything about finance. So I kind of did it. I wasn't searching for it, and I landed in that role. So a little unique in that from that aspect. But when I'm looking for an employer, I believe this kind of fits a lot of veterans or military. They're going to be looking at the mission statement of that employer and trying to align that with what they're familiar with from their background in the military. So definitely one of the first things I look at and what drew me to fidelity and the one that stuck out the most was integrity. It's one of the the values of the the Army Corps values and it's one of the main reasons I wanted to get away from sales. It was a world where integrity and doing the right thing didn't necessarily lead you to the top of the team. So it was just, it was a conflict there, which is really what's drawn me back to the service world. But I mean, Fidelity's mission statement and responsibility, integrity, compassion, expertise, those really align and kind of overlap a lot of the values that the Army holds. So that's one of the things I look at, Mm -hmm. as well as what type of uh, employee resources groups that are out there within a company. And uh, luckily, Fidelity has a great one and several different employee resource groups, and one of them being five for our veterans and non-veterans that want to be a part of that group and give back to the veteran community and employees. And what does five stand for? So that's Fidelity Investments Veteran Employee Resource Group. Got it. One of our many of our employee resource groups, and one of the key things I want to make sure is understood is you don't necessarily have to be a veteran to join that group. We do have a a lot of non-veterans that are part of the group and can give Mm -hmm. back. So, you know, anyone can join. We have a great uh, Reddit site that can help steer you and give you some more guidance as far as resources and how to join and the current initiatives that are out there. Got it. Yeah, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about, I know there are specific programs and things like that that you're involved with. Kenward, what attracted you to Fidelity? Sure. Well, similar to Chris, actually, I was super interested in understanding Fidelity's culture. So during the interview process, I was up front. I put it up on my resume, and then in the interview process, I talked about how I'm still serving in the National Guard and how military service is important to me. And what struck me uh, was during the process, and I met with several people at Fidelity, not a single one had an issue with that. In fact, they shared their own examples or their family members who are still serving or had served in the past. And it also, uh, I think, allowed me to connect with them in a lot deeper and meaningful manner than I would have otherwise. So I was quite impressed. And so one of the other things I realized over time is Fidelity is very supportive of folks who are serving in the military. So you mentioned annual training earlier this summer. I was out for a few weeks. My leadership, my team were super supportive of me being out for a few weeks. And then, you know, Fidelity also offer paid benefit where you can take paid time off for military training. That's so great to hear. And I think what's really, I think, helpful too for people that are listening is just the amount of resources available, the amount of 
I think, understanding that people have here because to your point, it's true. I think that would, and I imagine even when talking to my cousin who went through the job search following her service, it was questionable whether or not, you know, it was such a part of her that I think she just felt it, it obviously, there was no question she was going to bring it up, but it obviously was on her resume and everything like that, but you just never know. So I think that's so important to know that, you know, we are at a company that reflects all those values of the military and also respects that service and people that want to serve. That's just so important. So let's talk a little bit about, Chris, back to five and the work that's being done with the ERG mm-hmm. at the Employee Resource Group. Would love to just understand what are some of the key, first of all, just tell me, you know, who's in the group, what your mission is as you think about getting, supporting maybe people who are in the military or whatnot here at Fidelity and maybe what programs and things like that you guys help work on. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to share that. And from a high level, five to to national ERG for Fidelity, but each specific region has their own uh, leadership team and and they can kind take care of their local community and veterans within each region. So I'm one of the co-leaders here in Covington, and we have done several different things in the past and currently working on a lot of different things. And just to share a few examples, we had a national partnership in the past with American Corporate Partners, which with that program, we would become a mentor for a veteran who is trying to transition from military to civilian life or employment. And so it wouldn't necessarily be a fidelity wouldn't be maybe their in destination, mm-hmm. but based on our experience, you would team with that person and and help them transition back. And so many great examples from other members of Five, including myself, of just having a relationship with someone and being that mentor. There's so much value you get from that. And it's one of the things veterans sometimes avoid, or maybe you're just don't know where to start, but that's one of the big things that can really help yourself too if you struggle with a disability or something coming from the military is having that, that partnership. Currently, we're, we're teaming with the Travis Manion Foundation mm-hmm. for this year, and many of their initiatives are community-based, national organization that's named after a veteran who's fallen, unfortunately, in battle in Iraq. But they do a lot of training and help out veterans and those that are just participating and learning how they can be a part of the community, similar to what Five is uh, doing here at Fidelity. They have a 9-11 Heroes run to to help remember those who have fallen during during that tragedy, mm-hmm. and several other resources available through a very positive psychology program that they run with Travis Manion Foundation. So that's what Fidelity from a national level is teaming with currently. And that might be on the table for next year. We're still discussing what we're going to do for 2020 That's uh, great. from a national level. Things from a national level, like Memorial Day, we do what's called a table for one. So you may have seen it if you're in the regional sites where we'll, we'll set up in the cafeteria a table for bitches who have the boots and it'll be set up and we don't touch it for, for a week or two while surrounding Memorial Day. So it just gives that presence. Mm-hmm. And then Veterans Day, which is coming up soon, you're going to see some digital signage from, if you're in a regional center where you have the different veterans that show like pictures of what they, from their military experience and what they're doing now. Um, So that's on the horizon, as well as Operation Holiday Card. 
And then so what I've done personally is part of the five is also helping with the recruitment efforts. Fidelity is trying to really shift and and make sure we're hiring more diverse employees with experience and and obviously veterans fall in that category. So I had the opportunity to travel to Orlando earlier this year to the Student Veterans uh, Conference they have annually. And it's really geared towards those veterans or active military that are, they're younger and they're kind of either graduating college, getting into graduate degrees, and it's it's hosted. It's a huge conference. Fidelity is a part of that and a great experience to work with other members of five from across the country, as well as team with these young military veterans that are trying to transition to the workforce. So that's been an ongoing thing that we've uh, we've done with recruiting and each region really does their own thing for local events to make sure they're getting out in the community and looking for talent coming from the veteran community as well. We talk a lot about diversity and inclusion here at Fidelity, and that spans across a lot of things. And one of those, I think, very much is having people that are have been in the military because it provides just a different perspective than some others would have. And Kenworth, you talk so much about the support that you've gotten from people here at Fidelity, and it's wonderful to hear. And what are things that you do? I don't know if you're engaged with Five as well. Obviously, you're on active duty, so you're kind of in the in the midst of it. But would love to understand maybe what it's like, really, just being here at Fidelity and and, and serving. Sure, absolutely. Look, I I have a tremendous honor of working with some very patriotic Americans, you know, men and women who sacrificed tremendously to, to serve in the National Guard in conjunction with either going to school or working full time. So whenever someone in my section or perhaps folks that I don't know who serve in the military reach out, I try to be helpful in my small ways that I can be. You know, I, I may assist them with the resume reviews. I might assist them with connecting them with other people that they should go meet. That's the least I can do you know, for folks who may have uh, at some point decided military service is important for them mm-hmm. and signed on that dotted line and wrote that blank check to literally give everything up for our security and defense. And that means something that we should be doing our whatever we can in our small ways to help them. That's so great. And I think about, I mean, obviously we've talked about all the positive things that we're doing, like Chris, all the work you're doing with recruiting, Kenwar, just the community support. Are there things that you think, not just at Fidelity, but just more broadly that, you know, companies can be doing to engage people that might be looking to make that transition from military, you know, service to, I don't know, corporate America or other jobs? And I think, I mean, just being engaged and the leaders understanding how to communicate with veterans. So the, just utilizing, for Fidelity specifically, like just utilizing the resources that are there to be more familiar with, especially if you're a people manager, how to communicate and engage and really feel, help that veteran feel welcome. And then I think one of the things, that, and it's way over my pay grade, but from for Fidelity, corporate sponsorships that we are doing currently. I think that's the biggest thing I think of because when I engage with the young veterans, trying just to help them understand what Fidelity does for them. So Chris, you talked a little bit about some of the support people have in in place here at the firm. And can you talk a little bit more about that and specifically as it relates to things we hear a lot about like PTSD and, and other challenges that one might face? 
Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things with a lot of veterans, and, and not just veterans, but a lot of disabilities are unseen. You don't really see And so post-traumatic stress is definitely something that a lot of veterans suffer from that they struggle with. So, you know, avoidance is a a really key thing for a lot of veterans. And so we had the opportunity to invite a doctor who specializes in post-traumatic stress. And she's in the local region. She works out of UC Health. But we invited her to have a talk. It's about a 30-minute talk that really highlights how big of an issue that is and how an organization can manage it better by the leaders just understanding a little bit more about that topic. But I was able to attend it and it it hit home with me because avoidance is a big issue and I suffer from from post-traumatic stress from my time in Iraq as well. And I know the first couple years here, I really was afraid to even engage with my leaders, my peers, I didn't share that I was even in the military, and I think that it's common for a lot of veterans to do the same thing. But being able to share that with your manager, talk to your peers a little bit about it, you don't have to get too personal, obviously, but we're both being transparent up front and communicating is a key to get better and, and actually feel empowered and then your team. I do think there's so much value in I'm so thankful that Clyde was able to invite her. And I think it would touch a lot of people. So it's it's really, that's the one that sticks out to me. And then physical disabilities, Fidelity does have uh, accommodations to assist. So it should never deter a veteran from, from coming to Fidelity to work. If you have a physical disability, there's a lot of ways and mm-hmm. support that Fidelity provides through their accommodations team. But I imagine, too, that that's something that across the board, other companies really need to focus on and, and make sure they have good support structures in place for both of those issues, you know, both physical and mental. And I think that you see more and more companies addressing that across the board. As we issues become more transparent, the media is a lot more, it seems like more pervasive now or whatnot. And so that's great. Thank you for sharing that and telling us more about that. So Kanwar, how have your experiences in the military and you've already talked a bit about this, but guided your career path. And are there any specific really lessons or stories from your service that have shaped how you work or manage your team? Absolutely. Look, one of the things the military does really good is helping you build resilience. So the program that I went through, the Officer Candidate School Program, OCS, you know, that program simulates combat and puts you under all kinds of stress to break you apart and really ensure you're fit to lead uh, our soldier, airmen, sailors, and Marines if you were to be in a potential combat situation. So, you know, that builds enormous amount of resiliency. So if I'm at work dealing with a stressful situation, I always reflect back uh, that this is nothing compared to what I've been through historically. So I'm getting my full sleep. No one's managing my food intake. Uh, I'm not stressed out. No one's, you know, putting physical or mental stress on me. Uh, So I can deal with this. And I try to be an optimist and tell my team uh, the same thing if they're going through something really stressful. The other aspect is the servant leader model, and I'm seeing a lot more companies adopting that. Uh, Certainly at Fidelity, with our new way of working, uh, the servant leader model is something that we are highlighting again and again for teams to be successful. And, And it really started with the military, where, you know, as a leader, as an officer, 
you know, I'm not sitting back and, you know, giving out orders to my soldiers to go conduct a mission. I have to be at the front. I should be leading from the front mm -hmm. and being able to enforce and, you know, ensure people are following what I see as the appropriate execution of the orders that I'm giving. And same applies here at Fidelity, right? So I try to be with our teams, you know, in the trenches, uh, so to speak, <laughs> you know, testing our products, making sure that we're building the right products. Uh, and if there's yeah. uh, any customer feedback that we're getting, you know, I'm the first one uh, to learn from that feedback and, and ensure our team follows, th follows through on that. I love that. I think that's, and I'm sure, Chris, you've got similar stories around how you've applied some of that military background to your day job. Have there been any times or any specific stories that you have where you felt like you've been able to really use some of the skills you learned in the military and applied them? Definitely think you apply them every day. They become second nature, especially from organizational standpoint, structure. Those, those qualities you learn really do come out every day in, in your employment, regardless of where what type of employer you're working for. Mm -hmm. And one of the other key things that Con Morgenstern did is the perspective. So if you're having a bad day, you're stressing out, you can always kind of say, all right, well, at least it's not 140 degrees in a desert and <laughs> I'm you know, drinking you know, hot water and yeah. sweating. And So the perspective I really do feel makes a veteran such a great asset to a company because they've already been through so much, you know, there's not a lot. They're so adaptive to stressful environments that it makes the uh, those tough situations a lot easier. That's great. So let's close on a question that I think our listeners will really want to hear, which is, what does Veterans Day mean to you? So, Kenmar, what does Veterans Day mean to you? Well, we have to remember less than 1% of the American population currently serves uh, in the military. And so it's a very select group of people. And the Veterans Day is a day to honor our veterans past and present and ensure we remember their sacrifices. And Chris, what about you? Yeah, I always use uh, Veterans Day as a, as a great way to take my family out into the community and expose them to the events and everything that's going on and surround it as a reminder of how, what people did for our country and, and sacrifices they made. So I think it's, a, it's just a way to, to highlight with those that maybe not think about it as much. It gives you that perspective and reminder of, of how we're here today. So I want my, to bring up kids, my kids to experience that and, and have a, a respect for, for veterans. So it gives you that opportunity on a bigger scale. Wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. We really are so honored to have you on side of the desk and appreciate you both sharing all of your incredible stories and insights around your service. Thank you for listening to this Side of the Desk episode and thank you to our recording studio and editors who make our episodes possible. For more information about working at Fidelity, check out fidelitycareers.com.